0: Well, thank you very much Church for having me and um, my name is Emily. Um, I sometimes play the drums uh, on the worship band and I serve in FUSE in the youth ministry and also in kids ministry, Discovery Kids. Um, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit scared, I feel a little bit underqualified to um, share with you today but I'm very grateful that uh, Mark approached some of us and um, asked us to speak. Um, So I hope that something I say is um, worthwhile to you and um, yeah. So when Mark first asked if I would share something um I remember I was writing the email to him and I said uh, Mark yeah I think I think I've got something I could say and I hit send and as soon as I hit send I didn't know what to say <laughs> everything that I thought about had just um left my head and uh it's it's been pretty constant um what I what I thought I would say one day uh was a terrible idea the next day and it was just a constant kind of Um, cycle but it got me thinking about how um, the only thing that seems to be constant is change whether it's just our feelings whether it's just our emotions um, whether it's our opinions sometimes we have a really strong fixed opinion on one thing and then it literally just changes in the matter of maybe a day or two Um, so it seems like the only thing constant is change and especially for all of us especially over the last few months um with the virus and everything we've experienced a tremendous amount of change whether it's career changes employment status changes um, relationship family changes Um, you might have lost a loved one and your life has changed as a result of that Um, so i want you guys to if you're watching online and you're in the comments answer this question do you think that the only thing constant is change if you're watching at home and you've got someone next to you or it's just you, then think to yourself, is the only thing constant change? And maybe turn to the person next to you. Have a little discussion, have a healthy debate, not an argument. Uh, just just talk about it. Is the only thing constant change? Uh, while you do that, I'm going to think about what it is I'm going to share next and um, we'll move on. So I think that's enough time. I'm sorry it was short. Time is precious. Um, but the only thing constant is God. Uh, that's the end of my preach, thank you very much. I'm just kidding. Um, but the only thing constant is God. Um, it seems like the only thing constant is change, but in my view, and what I've learned over the last few months especially, is that the only thing constant is God. Um, and even if you, you've you never been to church, even if you've never um, picked up a Bible and you just went right to the beginning, you looked at Genesis, it says, in the first few chapters, that God created the heavens and the earth. So before the heaven and the earth was created, before I could be here talking to you and before you could be there listening to me, God is there. He's more constant than anything we can see, touch, taste, hear, smell. God is constant. Um, And so there's a scripture that I want to share with you that's kind of one that I'm sure many people have heard quite often. Um, But I think that if we look at it together um, and pick it apart we can find comfort when whenever we're faced with change in whatever form in big and small ways Um, we can find comfort uh, when we learn that um, okay change is constant but God is more constant than the changes that we experience so the scripture is 1 John chapter 2 um, verses 15 to 17 and the first Part of it, verse fifteen says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. if anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them and um, i 've seen pastors do this many times they've had they 'd have like a glass of water and they 'd fill um the glass full, and that would maybe represent the spirit and then they 'd put something in the glass, maybe like a rock or something, um, to show how let 's say the things of the world, so the rock the rock comes from the earth, the rock comes from the world, and it represents maybe um, material things um, if we were to put that rock inside the glass of water then the rock would displace all the water and love for the father, the pure water would be would not be in the glass anymore and it's really true um, do not love the the world or anything in the world, if anyone loves the world love for the father is not in them so when um, the virus happened when whatever change you experienced happened what was it that you were maybe struggling with, what was it that was maybe Um, causing you to resist that change was it a love for the things of the world or was your love and your hope in the father the second um, part of the the script that I want to talk about is verse 16 for everything in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the father but from the world Um, so the lust of the flesh I was thinking again when I was thinking about Genesis how God's initial plan for us, for Adam and Eve, was to dwell in the Garden of Eden, to be at peace, to live in harmony. Uh, we didn't have to, they didn't, he, God didn't want them to struggle and strain in the way that we feel we we do now on, on earth and in the world. Um, and it was only the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life that came after as a result of them eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that it says God clothed them with skin before they had no recollection that they were even naked. Um, So I think it's important for us to remember that the lust of the flesh, flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is, it clearly says, not from the Father but from the world. Um, And we know that this world will pass away. We know that everything we can see, touch, taste, hear, and smell will pass, but what is it that's constant? What is it that um, we're here for? Is it, is it to just serve you know, the world and, and desire this and desire that, or is it to actually not only remember again who God is and what our purpose is here, but in the last part of the scripture, verse 17, the world and its desires pass away but whoever does the will of God lives forever. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And I don't know how you respond to that first bit. The world and its desires pass away. Does the fact that the world will pass away, does that scare you? And if it does, ask yourself, why? The Whoever does the will of God lives forever. So, the fact that the world will pass away doesn't mean we should adopt this YOLO kind of attitude. You only live once so I can do what I want, say what I want, uh, get this, that and the other. That's not why we're here. We we are only here once, but our life is forever. Our life is eternal. We are meant to be eternally u- united with our father in heaven. And our only purpose for being here is to, to do that will. Um, so just something for you to think about today. Um, I hope that what I've shared has kind of not scared you. I hope I haven't brought doom and gloom and said, hey guys, the world's going to end. So have a great day. (laughs) It's more to encourage you and say, um, do you know what? I love what it says in James chapter four, verse 14. You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And again I'm not trying to you know scare anyone I'm trying to help you see that actually that's so freeing actually these things that happen all of the changes that we experience they should just be a reminder they should just be showing us that which is so constant that which is so present and that which is so faithful that is God um so thank you so much